0: assalamu alaikum guys welcome to episode three of the yours truly hidden Ukt podcast
1: you just hijacked <laughs> my podcast oh i was supposed to do that
0: sorry I'm oh gosh i okay, thought this that's was fine. carry on <laughs>
1: <laughs> so today is going to be about today is the topic today is going to be about what
0: i don't know let's just talk about it
1: marriage the M word, I said it, Yeah.
0: Oh, episode three, we're already talking about this.
1: I've had so many requests to speak about marriage. Um, obviously, we're going to speak about it on our terms. There's a few questions I'm not even going to Basically, to
0: it's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> you ever just want to say that to people? Yes, very people much. People sending questions in my house. I'm just like,
1: it's none of your business. Yeah, some people don't really know when to stop when it comes to certain questions or what privacy means. Anyways, anywho, so I thought today would be really cool if we, since it has been something that I've been asked quite a lot, is um, how do you transition from being a single person to a married person, and just in general talking about marriage.
0: (coughs) Um.
1: So you, as a man. So. How did you? Was there anything that you struggled with before you?
0: I lost my family. (laughs) I lost all my friends.
1: You didn't lose your family. You just moved out, babe. That's all. Do you remember
0: the other day? <laughs> shout out to my mum. Do you remember the other day when I, I opened the door to my mum's house and she's like crying? Yeah,
1: oh my god, that broke my heart. I literally felt so bad and then it made me it literally made me fast forward twenty years to when our son's gonna like when our yeah. son's gonna be so married and I might feel live, that way. When we
0: used to live at home I used to have keys to the house. So I'd just open the door and it'd make a particular noise and I'd walk in.
1: Yeah, and it, and it also felt a lot like the old days because I wasn't there and Suleiman wasn't there, so it was just you and her at home by yourselves.
0: Exactly. And then,
1: um,
0: yeah, I, I went out to do something with the car, came back, and uh, my mama started crying because she know. missed me so much, you know. It these really are, broke my heart. These are things you're going to have to bear in mind when you make the big step.
1: Yeah, it's not... The thing is, it's not easy, and it's a big transition for everybody who is close to the person who's getting married in terms of family members mm. because it's not just us that's going through the change but they also for example my mother, my father, my brothers your sisters, your father, your brothers your brothers, your mother sorry um, they're all going to feel like something has changed because obviously you're not going to be the same person you was, you're not going to be doing the same things you probably were doing or being where you were before so it kind of affects everyone
0: I suppose people notice the change more than you notice it in yourself. I don't yeah. think I've changed but people say that I have.
1: I don't think you've changed. I think you've just grown. grown wearing... in
0: terms of my belly.
1: <laughs> we're not mentioning your belly head on.
0: <laughs> oh. But it's part of the part of the changes. <laughs> Definitely put on weight since we got married.
1: Yeah, we both yeah, but but I think that I think to be honest, I just think that shows happiness and contentment and it means I'm feeding you well.
0: Either that, or I'm comfort eating.
1: <laughs> yeah, one way or the other. Which is it?
0: Um, to be continued.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um khair. Yeah, so, wh- where was I?
0: You were in, um, you were talking about...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't remember. <laughs> you really distracted me there.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um... So yeah, the
0: Do your family miss you?
1: Of course they do all the time.
0: Are you sure? You
1: know what actually guys, I'm going to say a story as well. The day I got married, so we'd had the wedding and me and my husband were on our way to um our hotel and to start our married life. And I remember my mom was so heartbroken that she was like I can't even come with you to say goodbye, like I I just can't say goodbye. And I remember feeling so sad that she wasn't going to come to the hotel with with us that like my my dad came and my grandma came and I, um, my husband's family also followed um but yeah she just couldn't bear the thought of saying goodbye and I'm told later that night that all my family gathered in my bedroom and just wept <laughs> so like my two brothers which are grown men by the way my dad my mom they just all sat in my room and just wept bless them and i would never forget how my father reacted when we were saying goodbye at the hotel it it's oh, it's such an emotional memory for me because i'd never seen him in that state before like he was uncontrollably crying his eyes out um And he sort of hugged me and did the old, gave me some advice in my ear. And then he went to you and sort of warned you, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We won't go into details of what he said. But yeah, and then I remember, so we said our goodbyes. We cried a lot, hugged a lot, took some pictures. We went up to the room. And then I remember looking out of the window of the hotel uh, room that we were in. And I could see my dad in his car just literally crying his eyes out and my husband's mum and dad like trying to calm him down and telling him, you know, she's in good hands, don't worry. And he just I remember him being out there for ages. Like he just didn't want to leave the the hotel. Like he just didn't want to go back home. And eventually obviously he ended up having to leave. Bearing in mind my grandma's also in the car. Um and yeah, my grandma tells me that so he he drove quite a bit and then halfway halfway through the journey of driving from Brighton to London. he broke down and pulled over the motorway again and just broke out broke down crying again. I will never forget this memory and it that's the moment where I realized just how much my family and my parents love me. Of course, you know your parents love you, but especially if you come from a family where it's, they're not very um, expressive in terms of emotions and stuff when it comes to the men in the family. Uh, so it, for me, it was like a huge eye-opener to just see my father in that state and to realize, wow, this obviously has impacted him so much and I didn't expect that reaction from him. But yeah, that's my little story.
0: You didn't cry at all, though, did you?
1: I did. I cried so much <laughs> for what you went about. Do you not remember? I'm
0: only really joking. I cried
1: so much. I remember. Do you remember? I cried like for two weeks.
0: I don't remember. every personally. Every day,
1: the, the first two weeks because I missed my family so much.
0: God, do you, sound, you remember? it sound do, like do, 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 I kidnapped you.
1: <laughs> no, do you remember when we came back from our honeymoon and and my family were there and they surprised us and I literally burst out crying and I jumped on my dad and I was like, Dad.
0: Oh yeah, they came back to our house.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing all these shoes and I was like, What? Who are all these people? And then my dad just surprised me.
0: Mate, I could do with another holiday.
1: Our honeymoon was lovely.
0: What's a honeymoon? I went. I went on holiday. This is honeymoon. <laughs> Cuff celebrations, you're talking about.
1: Uh, well, I mean, a holiday after we were married.
0: Yeah, that's more like it. All right, remember <coughs> these labels, please. We don't do that around here.
1: <laughs> um, I and really then, you need to stop saying um.
0: And then, then what happened? Then you realised.
1: Then it was reality, obviously. You, you actually, because when you come back from holiday, obviously, when you're on holiday, everything is all lovey dovey and romantic and you're getting to know each other. And obviously it still continues on, um, alhamdulillah. However, the reality of responsibilities and roles cooking, because obviously if you work, you go back to work, your spouse goes back to work, you end up doing cooking, cleaning, chores, taking care of certain duties um, and taking on responsibilities. So yeah, like that's when you actually get a taste of what actual married life is like mm. and not the holiday, going out, eating out, having fun, sleeping in, doing what you want type of marriage
0: oh yeah the Instagram dream is over (laughs) now it's time for the real world
1: yeah
0: oh well got used to it quickly didn't we some people don't know I suppose some people just um, struggle with like I think what women probably struggle with the most is like their husbands probably not being there like going out all the time and stuff yeah but I don't think I was really like that
1: no 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 alhamdulillah no you'd You weren't. You barely went out at all.
0: I think back then I still had a lot of friends down here that would, I would sometimes stay out late with them, but not. But you know what? Like once in a blue moon, though. I'd end up staying out late. You know, I'd end up staying out late. Like I'd come home at an early time, but then I'd sit in the car with them outside of the house for hours just talking.
1: It'd be (laughs) once in a blue moon when you'd go out and you'd stay out quite late. Because I remember, I think, the first time you did it, I was really panicking, like, why is he not home? This is so late. Has something happened? And obviously, then you explained you're with your friends, blah, 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 You're just down the road. You're in your car. I think he was playing Pokemon Go or something. What?
0: I don't do such childish things.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I do. Um, but yeah, alhamdulillah, no, you're not that kind of person. But unfortunately, some women, obviously, that is their reality. And they do get neglected in terms of, those rights, like it is something that happens, and sometimes it's the other way around as well. well sometimes well, 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 it's well. the woman. What who do you also... mean
0: rights? What do you mean rights? What rights? He
1: ha- he has a right to spend time with her. She yeah. has a right. Yeah, but he's to got a right to
0: do what he wants in terms of being out. Yeah, as I'm long not, as he's fulfilling I'm not dispute- her rights
1: exactly. But if he's not giving her any time at all, then that is well, a we're problem. not saying that. Are we? That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's not what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. But you can also flip it the other the other way, and there's women also who have husbands and don't really care at all and are out twenty four seven doing whatever they want and not really taking care of their husbands. So it's we're not just here to call out the men. It happens both ways, to be honest. Especially nowadays, like both people, both genders can be as bad as each other when it comes to certain things. Um, but another
0: thing is like um, your social circle. Like one thing I did for Shoal... Is I just don't hang around with guys that aren't married.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I stopped like, Or if we're in a yeah. crowd,
0: like the like the brothers I've got now, a few of them aren't married, which is fine. But the majority are.
1: Yeah, it's the same, and same with me. That's
0: perfectly fine. But when it's not, man, it's just.
1: It's just a bit hard to relate.
0: It depends. It depends. If they're it's good brothers, happens. if they're good brothers, and you kind of get away with it. Yeah. But if if they're a bit not you know not really up there.
1: Did you just say you don't play Pokemon Go? What are you playing right now? <laughs>
0: Uh, this what is... can I
1: see on your screen? This I uh, just uh, ooh, uh. okay.
0: Um, <laughs> intermission. Anyway, what were we saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I agree. With, I agree with you. Um, I I also have the same. Had the same thing. Like I started to realize it was really hard to connect. Maybe with people that weren't married because of I don't know. Like they just they they wouldn't understand that you wouldn't be able to do certain things or you had to ask maybe permission for certain things or. I just found it easier basically to, to befriend people who are mothers and wives already.
0: Um, That's another thing. But I, I do have lot...
1: friends who aren't married. But Sorry, but alhamdulillah, they're, they're, like you said, practicing and obviously they're good people.
0: Yeah, but a lot of women just don't get it. Like, they won't get the idea that you want to be a wife. And, and but yeah, when it comes yeah, to that, yeah. comes certain sort of roles and responsibilities that I don't really want anyone arguing with. Do you understand? Mm, There's yeah, certain things, mean, yeah. like, I don't really care what people's opinions are. Mm. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to ask my permission before we do certain things, or yeah, sometimes people
1: find that really bizarre when I'm like, I need to ask my husband. They're like, What do you mean you need to ask your husband? I'm
0: like, Uh, it's just a matter of respect, Um, yeah, exactly. If you can't,
1: and it's that's nothing that you've it's not something that you've ever said you need to ask permission, it's just how I was brought up in general, and just out of respect for you, like, it's um, my husband. Part of that is why I
0: married you because we shared the same values, do you understand? And if you haven't got friends that share those same values then it causes rifts within your own marriage
1: yeah what, I, yeah i can see that because yeah definitely
0: and it happens like sometimes you know on the odd occasion you you someone you're talking to or someone online will say something and i'm like what's their what is their um it's like none of their business what we do or what suggestion is or whatever do you mm. understand people try and impose their ideas of whatever they think a relationship should be onto mm. yourselves when you've already got it sorted out and what ends yeah, up happening every, is. Every
1: relationship is different, and different things work for different people in different relationships.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd consider myself quite a, an Islamic traditionalist, you know? Like, yeah. for example, if you're heading out somewhere, hmm. I don't really like the thought of you heading out without me. Do you yeah. understand? And if we can wait till I'm off like off work or whatever so we can go and do whatever yeah, that is I'm
1: perfectly fine with that the thing is uh, I don't have a problem with that because I'm exactly the same like I would prefer to wait and go with you somewhere than yeah, but, go out okay, by myself let's look so at, I'll, I'll, I'll say oh you know when's your next day off we'll go do this let's together. look at the reality yeah. let's look
0: at the reality and it's just the reality and people can say what they want mm. but like okay how many times has it been that you've gone out and someone's been abusive to you because of what you wear on the way you look like, we could start talking percentages because it happens so often.
1: Do
0: you know what I mean? But how many times does that happen when you're with me?
1: It only happens when I'm with you if they don't realise I'm with you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Then it'll happen, like that guy. How far remember?
0: away do I walk?
1: No, I remember once, I think it was, the, we, we was at Jumaat Prayer, so you you were either in front of me or behind me. Oh, right. And the guy didn't realise you were with me because there was men everywhere while I was trying to get through the crowd. Oh, right. Do you remember?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like once.
1: Yeah, so it's only ever happened if there's like a, a crowd of people and he just thinks yeah. I'm just walking through Things the like
0: crowd. Things like that. Things like that. And you know, or her, whoever. And and if 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 men want to be ignorant to that, then frankly, they don't really care about you enough. <laughs> do You know what I mean? That's the reality. Mm. If men want to be ignorant to um you know, letting their their wife sort of do whatever without any concern. Like go go here, go there, no no sort of no sort of eagerness to be there for them, then they don't really care enough. They, no. they don't really care at all, to be honest. You understand? Like, yeah. it's, there's a level of it. There's a level of honour. There's a level of respect. There's a level... I remember, like... I remember, like, these, are these sort of values that came from my mum. I remember when my mum... like So, obviously, Dad moved to Taunus, Tunisia, and Mum was on her own here. And there were certain things that Mum wouldn't do, even though Dad's not here. For example, she wouldn't, she wouldn't walk down the street that Dad used to hang out in. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because, not because there's anything wrong with that. Because that's where my dad would hang out, and so his friends are probably hanging out at the cafe there. And just to be seen by his friends, it just wasn't right. Even though like that's a quicker, that could be the quickest way to get to where she needs to go. She would she would go around. Do you understand? Things like that.
1: I think it's all got to do with the person's upbringing and like you said the person's values like I said for me all these things that you're saying are I'm I'm 100% in uh agreement agreement with because it wasn't something that you had to lay down on the table and say this is how it's going to be I automatically already had the upbringing yeah, I mindset. mean pers- you've had like I remember when I was going to school in Algeria and I, I like I literally was never allowed to go out by myself ever I always had to have Somebody with me. Hmm. Either my aunties, my uncles, or my brothers. And, and
0: that, that, that makes so more I grew sense up, over so I there. Grew, yeah,
1: so I grew up used to the fact that, okay, it's safer to be with somebody else than to go out by yourself. Um, and
0: personally, like... I did go I've, out
1: by myself, sorry, just to clarify I know. at times. But I was more comfortable when it was with other people because I felt safer and just more comfortable, to be honest. Some
0: people get really irked about the fact, like that sort of side of things. Yeah. When actually... The stress that you have, having to look after like other responsibilities and your own safety,
1: mm.
0: can actually be so draining that you don't even enjoy your own, like what you're doing outside. For example, have you ever travelled on your own, like yeah. to another country? Yeah. I um, okay, now try doing that with a kid when it's just you. Yeah, right. I, I think, I'd and be I remember very how I remember I how, how when we used to go. So me and my mum and my sisters would travel abroad. My mum would be so stressed out because she was. You know, I was obviously a little bit younger, so she was so um, responsible for everything, mm-hmm. and I remember her just being so stressed. Whilst if you've got pretty much a chaperone with you at all times, you don't have to think about anything, just or you about can your share own the workload. Yeah, the, but generally the speaking, you're not really thinking about where to go and what. To, you can relinquish a lot of that control and just chill, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with going out. Like when you go out, when you go out with me here you're not really thinking about... Yeah, when I go out with you, I
1: don't... I'm not aware of my, like, surroundings as much as I would be. Like, if I'm going out by myself, especially, especially, not so much me by myself, but especially if I have Suleiman with me... Exactly. I am constantly, like, looking around my surroundings, making sure everything's okay, nobody's following me, nobody's acting weird because I I, obviously motherly instincts and I know I've had a few things before so I'm constantly like on edge however when I'm with you I'm not bothered at all because you're the man you can protect us basically I can protect you (laughs) Um, so yeah I get that definitely 100% I feel much more at ease and I enjoy being out when I'm with you and I do take my time whereas if it's just me by myself I try to go as quick as I can and come home as quick as I can just because I'm more comfortable in my own home yeah
0: and like I said all of these values are rooted in in our deen. and if you can't yeah. this is why like if you're upset with certain things like this you need to go back to the sources and it's not and it's another thing like me and Amin were talking about this in Mindheist regards to certain uh, certain uh, sources in our deen, in terms of a hadith or, or a, yeah it's mainly a hadith though that get just put completely out of context just to suit people's agendas yeah you know and you have to look at the deeper the deeper sort of tafsir of or exegesis if you want to speak english of all of these um sort of uh sources in terms of for example one we mentioned was like how the prophet, there's a there's a narration from Aisha anha regarding how the prophet would That's serve so his family so all right now people people take that and and run with it thinking it means xyz xyz like all of these things when actually there is a there is a scholarly Explanations about that, and it's actually not as it's not as broad as what they think it is. Because if it was what people generally think it, that means, then a lot of the other stuff that the Prophet Sassanam did wouldn't be able to be done. Do you understand? There are certain things. Prophet Sassanam was always out, always serving the dean initially. Do you understand? So if he couldn't, if he was always at home serving his family, like some people consider that that what that means, mm-hmm. then th- certain things don't get achieved. What happens up mm-hmm. happening? What's the important thing is that your spouse. Your husband has something called wil himma meaning he's got a higher priority, and your family the family you create needs to support that and vice versa and the higher that higher sort of um aspirations al himma bounces back and forth for example i've got high aspirations for our family Do you understand I want decent things for our family i want I want a big family i want do you understand there's a lot of things I want, and I want us to all get along and be good the only way I can do that is if I've got your the family's backing as opposed to if there's a rift if I'm trying to do one thing and then you know maybe the spouse is got on a completely different wavelength and wants to do something else that's where there's a rift and suddenly the family's torn in two different directions yeah but
1: don't you think that we had this conversation the other day don't you think that um, for, for for you for two pe- two people to be on the same page they have to have had that conversation to um, help each other get to that meeting point. So yeah, you may have your like you said your aspirations for this family and your goals that you want to achieve for the family. Um, but that doesn't mean that that's all you're going to do. You're going to also help me achieve. my... like we'll help each other oh, get yeah, there. No that's doubt. what I'm saying. Like it's gonna be teamwork. No doubt.
0: But that, like I said, there's there's priority. <clears throat> so there's priority goals for everybody. Yeah, you understand? Like my priority is to have this family be healthy and dean and protected from the ills that are out there mm. you know and part of that and my goal my primary goal is the breadwinner of the family that's, mm. that's point blank so that's why I primarily just do that do you get me your primary goal is the queen of this house so primarily that is what you do Mm. Do you understand, and there's there yeah, is yeah
1: no I agree. There's that, a bit of crossover. That's what I'm saying. Like there has to be, there has to be some crossover where we both help each other out. I know, that. but what happens? So that can be you helping out is, around the house or whatever, or oh, with, with children what or whatever. What I'm trying to
0: say is that if there's uh, if there's conflict in that, in the sense that mm. now suddenly you've got two breadwinners. That's then, what I'm saying. Is yeah. when they
1: when they both agree and they have a uh, mutual understanding of what each each person needs from each other and they try and meet those needs and 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 help each other out then there's no need for there to be a rift or frustration because both need both people's needs are being fulfilled and wants are being fulfilled and their jobs are being made easier yeah maybe <laughs> what do you mean
0: i've said my bit all right let's not argue on on, on the podcast <laughs>
1: why would we argue no we're not
0: arguing um, no, I'm just remembering, obviously, what we were talking about on on Mind Heist regarding this sort of topic.
1: I'm uh, looking forward to actually listening to that. Actually,
0: oh no, she's going to send an email in. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I think that a lot of people that are very uh, complain like a lot of people that complain about this a lot are people that aren't even married yet. So wait till you get there, and they can have. Yeah, a conversation. again, <laughs>
1: also another thing is again, people tend to f- like fantasize and really create such a false image of marriage when in actual fact um people just need to be realistic about what marriage is like it's not a fairy tale it's not a disney movie it's not going to be a, a prince charming swoops you off your feet 24 7 all the time
0: it's prince abu batata <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so yeah, there will be days where you'll probably get help alhamdulillah, from your husband, and there'll be days where you may not get help, and there'll be days where your wife will support you in your in your aspirations, and there may be days where she's not feeling it and she's There's not having a good as well. day.
0: There's things where um, sorry to jump in. It's right. There's things where like oh, little things become the end of the world when actually <laughs> yeah, it's expected. Like oh, the one thing I hate is when people are like oh, we've had an argument and that's it, it's over like like we're not meant to have arguments in a marriage it's part of it To understand mm. like you've told me earlier that everyone you knew that got married at your age that that they just don't have been, they're not together anymore loads of people what does that mean on the long run that means that certain things go wrong and people think it's over generally yeah. speaking yeah i'm sure there's I there's think, going to be situations I, in there i
1: think i i think everybody's situation is different i think obviously i do think with our with my generation a lot of people did tend to get it was quite popular to get married on the younger side so i got married when i was 19 i had a few people that i knew of that got married quite young too but i think um i think like i said it depends on the situation and the person they've chosen to marry because sometimes because you're 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 quite young you may not know that person well enough especially if you're trying to rush into it and do things like islamically you hey, may not let's, have
0: let's be real Let's be real. You're gonna be real? You wanna be real about this? Let's be real. You've only ever heard one side of the story. Okay? True,
1: but I'm not gonna go so, talking to the husband. I know that.
0: I know that. So this is why I'm saying don't don't you know, let's not make excuses, let's make general sort of um comments I know, because but this this isn't about them as individuals. We're talking about the general Yeah, general the gen- thing that generally happens with now everyone. it's
1: quite common for people to just give up very easily. Yeah, and I
0: think because their expectations are so warped by whether social media or or media in general or other people like what other people portray what the right what should be happening do you understand um at the moment there's some sort of deficiency they think oh this is it this is what's going to happen this is the downhill or whatever
1: yeah but do you not think that maybe i agree with you i do agree with you because i do see that quite a lot but um do you not think that maybe that maybe? Due to that person's own insecurities and vulnerabilities or maybe... F- we can't just talk insecurities. Or- no,
0: everyone's got insecurities and vulnerabilities. You know, you know, people keep making that excuse. Bottom line is, we come from people, me and you, we both come from backgrounds where, you know, generations didn't used to just throw things away when it was broken. Do you understand? Yeah, People used to yeah. fix things. That's really mm. cliche and I've heard it before, but it's just the truth. People, you know, in this modern day, like, something's broken. How many flipping how many flipping plastic cups do we throw away? They're not broken. We just throw them because we don't need them anymore. Do you understand? We just reuse them when we actually we just use a new one, so to speak, even though there's perfectly fine plastic cup. Like that's just what's built into our heads now. If something's broke, we just get rid of it. Mm. We don't work on it. We don't fix it. We don't try and make it better. Yeah. Do you get me? And this is like what little things. Like I've always had as a like a continuous sort of, like you you for example, you've always wanted to fix things in terms of um like long term stuff, you always think about long term fixing, for example, we need mm. to start doing this, we need to start doing that. Mm. I'm a lot more about here and now the here and now like if we have an argument, then I can't sleep without apologizing.
1: you're very good at apologizing yeah like but I don't, I'm not saying like...
0: that I'm not saying that in an empty way like mm. I, I don't feel like I apologize. Emptily. emptily. <laughs> Do you understand what you I'm trying to say? Like you, yeah, I try. Yeah. I'm, I, I feel. I feel like I'm. You don't sincere feel comfortable, yeah. Yeah, I just feel bad immediately, and I don't. You know, I don't really care what or who started what. Like
1: I'm right apologising yeah. for
0: what I did in that pit in that bit. Yeah,
1: um,
0: and that's important to me because you know I see a, I see something wrong in terms of a something growing that's wrong, and I want to nip it in the bud immediately.
1: Mm. That's, some so that's people don't thing. do that some yeah. people
0: just like people hold grudges and people like it's your spouse like chill out mm. there's guys that will go and not speak to their wife for like a week or something you know or they won't reply to their messages or whatever and it's just oh, just get I mean, over yourself
1: everyone's marriage is different I know but I'm I... saying
0: this is the, the yeah, issue it's here it's is too much because, pride
1: yeah but because that obviously then leads to bigger issues because once that seed is planted then it, it will leave some resentment in the other person's heart at some point And it will come out at some point in a future argument. You did this, you did that, you said this, you said that. So yeah, I agree. It's best to try and nip things in the bud as soon as you can. It's not always easy sometimes, especially if you're hurt. However, it's the best thing to do in the long run. Because like my husband said, at the end of the day, you're both each other's spouses and you're in a marriage. And This isn't like a game where you can just opt out whenever you want. You're in it to win it and you're in it for the long run. So you might as well put your pride aside, do what you need to do, apologize and move on.
0: Yeah, and you're in it to, to, you're in it for the sake of a lot to start a family. Exactly. Like that's, yeah. It's not about. whoa, it's so stormy.
1: Yeah, it has been raining most of the day. Keep
0: getting distracted by it. It's not about. I mean, part of it, yeah, is the 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 love and compassion that you you have with your spouse, mm. but that isn't the be all end all. And when yeah. you make it that, when you make it that, and let's be honest, when you make it that, then there's going to be times when that isn't. It's not enough, felt.
1: it's not enough. Yeah, that isn't Sometimes. it. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to look 100% at it. 100 Let's be real,
0: you've got to look at it as your life and your job. Yeah, like, what
1: some. there'll be times where I may feel a certain type of way about something and I may not want to apologize straight away or, yeah. this, this or, or is give want... in. However, the minute I think about Allah, the minute I think of, you know, do it for the sake of Allah, what would Allah expect me to do as a good Muslim, what would Allah um Have ordered me to do. And that's the instant that happens, that's when my pride goes away, and that's when I I realize, you know, I need to, I get like, I take away the whispers of shaitan and I do what I need to do and get over it because I know, I remind myself the first and foremost reason why I'm in this marriage is for the sake of Allah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, why did we get married? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Mm. Like, you know, let's be frank about it. You could have just, you could have had a relationship with anybody, but the reason why you chose marriage specifically, yeah. as a, as a uh, what's the word, as an institution, marriage as an institution, is it's for the sake of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, because that's what Allah legislated. Definitely, do you understand? Yeah. So we chose, and it wasn't like I knew you and you knew me and we fell in love and then we had to make it halal through marriage. We chose to get married, we wanted to get married, and then, do you understand? Mm-hmm. So when you do things that way around, it makes sense that you're doing it initially for the sake of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you haven't got that in your mind, then you're just gonna. There's just no point, really and truthfully, because things fluctuate. But your, but Allah doesn't. Allah subhanahu wa taala doesn't. And the, and the the rules and the legislation that Allah subhanahu wa taala has sent down, they're they're consistent forever. And you've got to have some middle ground of consistency that you can both fall back to. Yeah. Because I could be, you know, I could go, you know, from zero to a hundred, and so could you. But but the deen is always. ...on that same same wavelength. Yeah,
1: that, it will it it never change... ...and it will always be what you refer back to.
0: That's why Allah says... When there's ...hold like... firm to the rope of Allah... ...because it's something mm-hmm. that doesn't doesn't necessarily change. It's mm-hmm. always going to be the same thing. Yeah. You're always going to have those same values. And and this is it. Like You've got to first and foremost... ...accept that and relinquish your control to the deen. Because if you can't... ...if you're still there questioning aspects of the deen... ...like, oh, I don't necessarily agree with this bit... ...or whatever you've got way more problems in your plate than getting married.
1: Yeah. You understand? yeah because definitely. if you can stop you questioning to that. You need yourself as a Muslim individually oh, yeah. before you become somebody else's partner because you need to be firm in your belief and firm in your practice so that when you are married, you both uplift each other rather than destruct destroy each other.
0: And the first step of... of- you know building a good family is choosing a decent spouse if you're picking yeah. someone and you're not really thinking about Dean mm,
1: or you're making like what's the word you're or... making
0: um you're making uh what's the word I'm thinking of compromises yeah you're making compromises and being like oh you know what they 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 do this little thing that i'm not a fan of of. people
1: yeah a lot of people think they can change that person and listen guys no if the person's not like that before then yeah you may be able to change them but why go for somebody that you feel like you have to change yeah because like we've seen it a lot in people that we know uh oh yeah you know they're getting there i'll change her later or I'll change him later, or no. you know and then and then later on in the the years of however long they've been together in their marriage, you start to see the cracks and you see and the issues that's specifically
0: that is specifically for things where it's pertaining to their their connection with the lost parent that's the worst one there's other things like for example, it could be anything that that is more be like neither here nor there in terms of the dean, yeah. and you're not a fan of it yeah that's, that's something that's else something different but when it comes that. to like oh. They're not praying all the time. Or, do you understand what I'm trying to say? And Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you know, when I get married to them, I'm going to really inspire them. Yeah, like if that person
1: hasn't changed already before you, what makes you think that you're going to come along and just change their world and inspire them to be something? Guidance doesn't come through you. Guidance comes from Allah. Yes, you may be a good influence. However that doesn't guarantee you that that person will change. So it's always best yeah, and to... And then they
0: end up changing just for you, not necessarily for exactly, Allah Exactly, yeah, and it's so not So the moment your, your relationship dwindles, this is what go- we just said, it dwindles, and what we ideally want is that connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to rectify stronger, it. But yeah. because your connection has been based on each other and not with Allah, then when, you're, when, you're, when your relationship dwindles, there's nothing to hold on to. But that's
1: why you find a lot of people who do separate from their partners, who were doing it just for their partners end up going really off the rails like getting into things that they shouldn't be doing sinning maybe not dressing as modestly exactly. as they because did before su- the submission, men and women
0: submission was to the person so the moment the pa- the spouse isn't there or the spouse is out of the picture then um they default back to what
1: they were before or worse or worse yeah yeah most of the time Some, it's worse sometimes it, yeah it's extent.
0: worse because they've had a period of missing out mm. and they don't want to miss out you know
1: must stand, may look, keep us, guided, I mean, and us righteous spouses I mean. um
0: that leads me on to um well, part of this whole topic was the the kids' element you know mm. it's it's very comforting knowing that you don't have to worry about who's
1: raising your children who's
0: raising them yeah, not, you know we've grown up in families, and you know it's no secret we've grown up in families that are torn in terms of who wants what for the child in terms of Dean. You know, who mm-hmm. prioritizes what. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, if I was to, okay, if I was to, if man as our son, was to turn around one day and show an interest in becoming a student of knowledge, you know, both, both, both of us did. wouldn't bet an eyelid in terms of saying oh no maybe not or whatever but Mm -hmm. we know that there's families that we're very aware of whether it's our own family or yours or or people that we know yeah that that there would be a conflict there not saying that everyone would be against it i'm saying there would be. there's
1: always there's always going to be those people in everyone's family exactly are not that are not on that are not um as understanding when it comes to your practice or may not be as comfortable with the way you you choose to practice yeah
0: exactly that's the reality so the fact that you can leave your home as a man and be comfortable knowing that you're not gonna come home and they're gonna your be your kids been po- poisoned
1: <laughs> with so much brainwash. <laughs> yeah, finish.
0: exactly. That's you know, that's a blessing and that people don't really realise. Mm. Um Yeah, alhamdulillah
1: actually. It's an, an
0: incredible blessing because I know what I know what it's like to have, you know, parents that are on two different wavelengths when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. You know, and it, it can't be easy for either. Because what ends up happening is that like, you get like a blame game scenario. For example, I come home and he he might be saying something, doing something, and I blame you for it because mm. you're here with him the most. Mm. That could easily happen.
1: Yeah, but because you we, we both know that we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, we, we don't we, suspect we inst- each other. Yeah, we instantly know like, oh, where does he learn that from? And then we instantly go nursery. It must
0: be from nursery. Out- <laughs> it's
1: the outside world. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: because we both know, like, we both have the same. Values, especially when it comes to Islam, we're not, we're not really cultural people. We're, we're, we're more is, Islamic. Yeah. We don't follow the culture as opposed to how maybe our, fa- our, our families would have, our parents, or the older generations would yeah. have. I mean, we're fortunate. We tend to just do Islam. A lot
0: of the good things in our culture come from Islam, anyway. Mm. So it's good to see it played out like that. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're not, we're not that cultural because we didn't grow up, well, we weren't born and raised in those countries that we've come from. You know, I was raised there. Yeah, but I was raised there as well, but not like that. We didn't spend our whole lives there. Do you understand?
1: I spent most of my childhood.
0: I know, but what I'm saying is that you've come here and you've, ex- you've most of yeah, your I've life now has been in the UK. Yeah, have been to both sides. Yeah, I've been exposed most to both sides. Most of your life has been in the UK.
1: Yeah, now, yeah.
0: Do you get me? Yeah. It wasn't like you were born there, raised yeah, there. Yeah, but I do
1: feel my family and I are much more cultural than you.
0: Oh, yeah, but and that's like because... your side of the family. That's because your a lot of your family is concentrated in on one country a lot yeah, of my family yeah. Actually, is that, split yeah, between countries true, yeah. and most of them came over and lived here yeah 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 and they, yeah, yeah. Really and they take, came
1: at a really young age as well they came young yeah. and they
0: didn't take much of the culture with
1: yeah, them yeah 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 that does make more sense yeah my my family most of them came when they were like adults to the UK exactly so they'd already had that like um, imprint of yeah my mum came
0: in when she was like I think she, she wasn't even a teenager yet as yeah, far as I can really remember young. yeah not that no I'm
1: not saying there's anything wrong with it I'm just no, saying I know, in but terms of like you you tend to be less cultural than what I am however when it comes to deen we're both on the same wavelength and we both put islam first before anything yeah exactly and that's what that's that's what we connect on and that's what we agree on basically alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> um so
0: i think this is a good time to 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 i think
1: not really no
0: (laughs) i thought we could summarize so essentially what we're we're, what we're promoting we're promoting uh a middle ground in terms of values that you share Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh we're promoting the obedience of the wife
1: and and uh, a righteous husband exactly who who understands his wife and helps out when he can and takes care of her and gives her her rights yep gives her her rights do i
0: not give you your rights no i'm
1: not that. What are you talking no, about you do, i'm just emphasizing that yes the man also has to give the wife her rights it doesn't just work one way i got
0: no rights and left no more because i've given them all to you <laughs>
1: um one thing i do want to ask i get this question a lot and it's I would have no idea, because I did none of the questions. What do you ask when you're going to meet a potential? Like, you as a man, what would you ask? Me as a woman, I, I didn't do any of the asking. My dad did all of that for me, alhamdulillah. He took that job off my shoulders.
0: <laughs> I don't really remember.
1: So you don't you don't have a, an, a, an inkling of what you would... Like, let's say, if a woman was to go meet a man or a spouse now, what would you advise her to look for or There's
0: certain things that are going to be, for a man, oh, wait, what? what woman asks a man? Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah, I mean, if for example, let's say... Uh, okay, if a
0: woman's asking a man stuff, then she needs to know what she she's expecting, and she needs mm-hmm. to check herself before she wrecks herself, right? Yes. That's the reality. That's she really needs to, good. <laughs> She can't go there, right, and not ask important questions mm-hmm. that she knows are important.
1: Yeah, like you can't go there with this idea that oh, I'm going to compromise on this and this and then later on you're going to complain. Later and say, on he'll
0: understand. Yeah. Look how, look how understanding he's being right now.
1: Yeah, no, not that, but because maybe you may have liked other aspects of him so much more that you're willing to take out these deal breakers and forget them. Um, which was which, something like, for example, we've said, you've said quite a lot about me and you is that you've always said at some point when it comes to your hometown, that's something you put on the table. Oh yeah, quite, I put that straight away quite early on you was like yep yep at some point
0: I might have to move back to Tunisia I might have to, to go Tunisia.
1: back to Tunisia blah blah
0: and I you know and, and I always had that in my head from early like that one day when I get married or whoever I'm about to get married to I need to let them know this this is going to be prime and if there was honestly I promise you if you if you turned around and said no never no I can't do that I don't think I can do that then I probably wouldn't have carried on I'll be honest because I knew that in the long run that was going to make such a rift In our relationship, that it was not worth putting you through that. One of the biggest things that my dad told me is that why would you want to punish someone in that sense? Like my dad, obviously married my mum, and they're from different countries, and my mum is obviously doesn't get to see Morocco that much or see her family that much, Mm -hmm. and it hurts her. It really hurts her. Obviously, Mm -hmm. they make it work, Mm -hmm. but he's my dad. I can tell my dad feels guilty about that, and that's why he tell he told me that you've got to put it out on the table. You've got to let them know what your plans are and your aspirations are. It's not even aspirations, it's responsibilities and it could be any responsibility. It could be something like, I can't move too far from my mum yeah, or, because I need to look after her because she's ill. Do you understand something like that?
1: Yeah, basically, like if there's something that you feel is a deal breaker, then you need to definitely mention it at that meeting and definitely say, listen, this is what it is, this is what it is, this is what it is and whatever answer he he or she gives you, You need to just take that on and not try and fantasize and make it work if you genuinely deep down know that at some point that's going to be a problem and you somehow think that you're going to persuade that person yeah, out the, of it. Yeah, because in the
0: moment, it's really easy to say, oh yeah, it'll be fine when yeah. we get there. You need to actually think about the reality of what it's going to be like. Mm. Do you understand? So like we
1: said, marriage is not a game. It's not something you can just or should just opt out of whenever the going gets tough. Exactly. Um, like it's something you're supposed was, to work through. I was
0: very aware with the expectation that you had from your culture is that wherever I'm going to go, you're the going to follow. I was, yeah, so I didn't want to be like, already. oh, by the way, I'm going to... F- you. You know you might have to go to the other side of the world uh you 're going to follow me there sort of thing and yeah, it, but
1: that 's something that 's natural like my father I remember my father having this conversation with you, and it was natural saying you know wherever your husband goes, you will end up having to follow yeah. him
0: and I was aware of that I was aware obviously before we even started the whole sort of process process that I explained that to you initially mm. just so that i wouldn 't waste your time you know mm. going through this whole thing and mm. it 's fine and it, and part of that is why you know we were so similar in terms of our upbringing
1: yeah alhamdulillah you know, so yeah alhamdulillah i think that is a, a, a very important thing as well is when you are looking for somebody try and look for somebody who has the same morals same values as you same similar upbringing so there's not much to clash on
0: yeah i mean some people's goals are end goals are getting married like that's all oh, that's all they wanted to do for example i was listening to stuff about students and knowledge and it's like well if you're marrying a student knowledge best believe that they're their studies should be taken
1: priority. Oh, I, I, on this topic, I actually am planning to do a topic about this, inshallah. And I will what, be having... marriage
0: married student knowledge?
1: No, no. I, I'm, I'm bringing a guest on who's actually married to a student of knowledge, bithenillah. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that, inshallah. Um, but, but but because of, like you said, like uh, especially nowadays, it, te- it tends to be something that's fantasized. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's so fantasized and it's become really it just makes me feel uncomfortable the way it's fantasized and then when obviously the man puts the studies first or the woman puts the studies first or whoever is a student of knowledge it becomes a problem because they're like well you married me and and why are you putting this first and that person? when automatically that person going into that marriage should have known that this person is someone who's going to constantly chase knowledge and you should have known that it would have been hard from the get go because yeah. then like you said their main priority isn't marriage
0: and that's the thing there's only two things that are going to happen if you're not ready exactly. the first one is going to be again, it's going to be that you, you're arguing all the time because they're not there for you or mm-hmm. whatever the second one is going to be either that not, their seeking of knowledge diminishes because they fall into trying to please you too much mm-hmm. and that means they, they've put their studies to the side Mm. you know and then people would argue "Well, why get married in the first place that's a stupid question to be honest i don't see why we'd ask that question to understand just you have to learn to respect this is what i was saying about earlier like there's certain men that are on a mission
1: yeah you have to learn to respect that and at the same time you as a woman have to know what you are genuinely like like you can't trick yourself into thinking like oh yeah i'm this i'm i'm this righteous pious woman i'm a good slave of allah and i i will do it for the sake of allah and all this and all that and i'll sacrifice when deep down yeah you, you may be a, a beautiful slave of allah however you know deep down that that's a bit too much for you to do or take on or handle and you've gone you've talked, you've said stories before where you've heard certain scenarios where people have said yeah i can do this i can do this i can do this i can do that um, and my main goal is to just, like, we've, we've, we all hear of these stories where the main goal is just, I just please my husband or just to please my wife or whatever. And then obviously when it gets to that stage, it's like, no, I never said that. No, I can't deal with this. No, I can't deal with that. So I think what we're saying here is there's no issue with you not being able to deal with it. The, the thing is you need to be honest and genuine with yourself. and know what you can handle and what you can't handle. And if you can't handle it, opt out don't trick yourself don't fool yourself
0: damn well that's a wrap today
1: why do you want to finish so quickly
0: because i'm really drowsy
1: (laughs) okay all right guys maybe we'll do a part two if you guys want to hear a part two about this marriage topic
0: send us all your hate mail
1: no please don't i have really good I don't like hate mail. I've never really got hate mail. Oh,
0: man. We get good... Like, we get... Not hate mail. When I say hate, I'm talking about, like, people that disagree. People that disagree. Because I like arguing.
1: Oh, I don't. Okay. (laughs) You can debate, but I don't. Um,
0: I don't know where that is. What is the email? It's in the description.
1: Yeah, everything will be in the description. So, yeah, send us your thoughts on the episode. Send us your suggestions, questions, topics that you would like us to speak about also uh send me in any people that you would like me to bring on inshallah to, onto the platform but it would have to be female i won't be having any men on because they would be replacing unless you just want to have
0: a podcast with just me and some other guy that'd be funny no that'd never happen <laughs> it'd be happen. yours truly hidden hooked husband
1: no that'd never. <laughs> <laughs> and his mate <laughs> no that never happened um, Okay, but on. yeah oh yeah i thought franchising here no but um yeah so thank you guys for listening so much it has been a bit of a mishmash and a ramble however I'm going to try inshallah to if
0: if you want a male perspective on this topic then we've got episode 59 of Mind Heist where we spoke about it as well
1: yes definitely go check that episode out and it's controversial (laughs) (laughs) I need to check it out then (laughs) okay guys assalamu alaikum have a blessed evening inshallah
0: Where's the, I can't move the off button. Okay, bye.